Okay, good evening. So, the good thing about Bitochon, I literally, this week, had so many things flying around. I can't even, I, just, I was so busy with different things flying around, I didn't have any time to think about any of these things as they were, as they were happening. Um, I can't say that I was perfect, but I could say that because, not only I've been working this for many years, but because of, I'm more conscious because of this class, that it was, uh, I didn't sweat the small stuff in life, right? Which is important. Uh, there's a lot of very good things, right? and there's some things which were, I call them annoying. <laughs> but mostly it's actually very good this week, as a, as a whole. But there were things which could have been very frustrating. And if you think why and this and that, so a person could easily get stressed out. I actually saw an unbelievable thing. There's something called the Center for Anxiety in New York. This is the Center for Anxiety. is run by an Orthodox Jew. His name is David Rosemarin. And if you ever know what's on anxiety, it's actually, it's a, he went to Harvard for psychology. His sister, actually, was... Married to a Jason Abbey who was here for two years. Richards. Anyone remember Richards? He was in San Francisco for two years? A while back. It's called Santa Fe Anxiety. He was British? He was British, yes. You remember yes. him? Yes, I do. So, well, his, his wife was American? No, the wife was uh, Canadian. So okay, that's, like, that's like, that's like, that's like, British. So her brother, her brother, her brother, um, was in York University for undergrad. That's not in New York. That's York, where this is in Tur- uh, this is in Canada. So he, he, this is about close to 20 years ago. He was there. He's in his like his sophomore year, and he's the coursework was stressing him out so much that he wasn't sleeping at night. He couldn't sleep at night. He was walking around anxious and stressed. And he went to a rabbi, the, the campus rabbi, and just told him, like, I can't sleep at night. I'm like, so stressed by all my work, by everything that's going out. What could I do? And the rabbi said, took him this book, Hebrew English, Chovos Lovos, it said, read Shara Bitochan. And he said that eight weeks, within eight weeks, his whole life had changed. He, now he didn't do it like once a week like we're doing. He did it every day. Heavy dosage of it. But it so changed his life. And he saw, here's the thing, he saw the difference, what it means to be the same person, exact same person, exact same situation, nothing changed, but living a life without anxiety versus living a life with anxiety. It was such a difference in his, the whole reality, the whole demeanor, the whole existence that he actually made it his life's work. Now, he's not teaching Shah Habitachon to his patients. Although, if you ever look at the Center for Anxiety, if you look at the website, they have a, it's a very Torah-based, he eventually went to Harvard, and he has like a CV, which is down, you know, this is 20 years later. Um, but he uses a lot of Torah concepts. A lot of concepts we do here tell people things like that. But my point was not his personal bio, but what motivated this individual was... Living a life with anxiety versus without, it's a different galaxy. It's just a different life. And I think to myself, like, as certain things were flying around this week, I'm telling you, I'd su- I could write a book from, like, Sunday till today. And I still know, 
it ain't over yet. Like, you know, not the school. That was like a small thing. <laughs> that was like a small thing. I told you it was a small thing. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, I, I think I said, like, I, nothing, I can't change certain things. Just certain things are just realities. Um, but I could change myself. And, I, and, and, and it's almost like, imagine the following thing. Imagine if you're nervous and nervous and nervous, and you don't realize it's just for your best. Like, and Hashem's helping you, and that you, that you're not stuck, right? And that, like, wouldn't you want to not be, you know, if you, like, pe- people, the quality of life is so profoundly different. So, why am I reiterating this? Because this class, it should be listened to again. And if a person really works on it, it could have such a positive effect on not only the moment, but our whole lives. Our whole lives. Hashem puts us in this world to live good lives. Like, actually, I said tonight to the gentleman, we're talking about the Lentanit Beliyahu, which is a medrash at night between Mencha and Marv. See, sometimes the men get to hear it, and sometimes the ladies. Although, any, anyone come to Marv. It's, you, can, you know, there's ladies who come sometimes. Um, so, in the past few nights, we have been talking about that in general, people, negative things happen to a person in this world for one of two reasons. Either to atone for sin, or because, or because, to work on themselves. So I said tonight, you know, like somebody came to me recently, and they said, Levine, I became you know, religious, why is this happening to me? And I, I get permutations of that every day of the week. Somebody calls me up, you know, that with like the frustration, and it's not merely the frustration situation. It's that they imagine that their life is supposed to be smooth. <laughs> it's they imagine that we're an Olam Haba already. We're an Olam Haba and everything's just supposed to work out. So fantastic. And that's and you know what happens is it's not even the, the disappointment or the frustration of or the illness or the difficulty. It's our expectations are so so off kilter, like you know, news report. We're not in Olam Haba right now. The whole point of this world is tests. <laughs> the whole purpose of this world—I mean, not the purpose not to be tested. The purpose is to do mitzvahs, connect Hashem within tests. This is not Olam Haba. If a person lives with them thinking that we're in Olam Haba, they're going to be disappointed because you're going to have days where you're tired, you can have days where you don't feel well, you can have days where you're stuck in traffic, you can have days where people do things which are completely uh, unintelligent, which could affect you, you can have days where you try to do something and it just didn't work, you have days where you try to accomplish something, you know, and, and, and of course, it'll be many beautiful days and great days and fantastic days, but, you know, if you, if you think everything's supposed to be smooth, smooth sailing, Person, you know, gets clobbered. Well, the mind will be talking, so we, like we started, that we live with the reality that everything, every day, is exactly what we need. <laughs> Isn't that great? We like to go to sleep at night and say, wow, this is great. Flat tire, how, how wonderful. <laughs> Baruch Hashem! Oh, okay. Bar- you got a flat tire? Just, have a- Just now. Right say, say, Baruch Hashem! This is great! Is everyone wish, wish Mrs. Klein with a mazel tov. Wish her a mazel tov. <laughs> right, great. Uh, why mazel tov? Of course you don't want a flat tire. No one says you, 
We're not masochists, okay? <laughs> but if you do what you're supposed to, you get the flat tire. I mean, if you didn't, if your tire was loose, it was a little old, you should have filled it up. We'll actually get to that today. Um, but it's a different galaxy. And, and, and here's the thing, ladies. Life is so short. I said this in the beginning. You have like 35,000 days in life. Why in the world waste one? Right? You know, why? So actually, this is bronze with me because one thing in the beginning she knows about, which is, just, you know, like why would I have wasted a day of my life on something which I couldn't control? You know, something that happened in, in the day school, not here. So I, I'm wasting my life on, you know, things which are, not just make decisions, that thing I have to deal with, but, you know, a person lives short. Why waste precious, limited opportunity of a life on the small stuff? Right? And really, this class allows to. So I just want to, I, I start this way just because I want you to, we, we should realize the power of what we're doing and the, the gift of the Chodos of the Babish, Shar HaBetochan, and that we should review it. I see a couple of our books. I really, I would recommend getting the book, looking it over, you know, and just, Impressing it on it, which could and should change our lives, and obviously davening for it, and you know, and, and doing the exercises we said, like when you get a flat tire, saying Baruch Hashem, and thinking about the seven um, qualities. Uh, actually, quite a few people I know are listening on uh, on online because I get their questions. Um, but for those who, who have never been here, I think most of them have been here at one point. Uh, this is great. I mean, you should have this on your fridge. Have this somewhere, you know, and think about Hashem loves me. I mean, that's what we should, every second of the day, we should know Hashem loves us, right? Hashem is with me wherever I happen to be and He's always ready to help me. We should be thinking of that every single day. day. Right? Hashem is stronger and smarter than everyone in the world and He's always confined solutions to problems that seem impossible to solve. Right? That's fantastic, right? Hashem knows what's best for me. Hashem knows better than I do what's for best. I don't have to say all seven, but my point is, when you think about these things, and they start penetrating, being our reality, it's a different vault. So, we, we said there are five prerequisites. Five prerequisites to have Bitaqan. We did four so far. First prerequisite for Bitaqan is the seven qualities that allow us to fully, 100% trust in Hashem. That's the first prerequisite. Prerequisite number two is, survey says, Oh, he's watching us. Shem knows, knows, he watches, he knows all of our thoughts. Right. He really knows what we're really thinking. Talk is cheap. I mean, it means something. At least, you know, when you say Baruch Hashem, it's better than saying, not Baruch Hashem, but at the end of the day, it's easy to say Baruch Hashem. It's a lot harder to feel Baruch Hashem. Right? It's a lot harder to get that flat tire. Now, flat tire, you know, is tonight, to your credit, but imagine you're on the way to appointment now. And it was important. I'm actually have a flight. Was, my first question was, Hashem, is it safe for me to to get to show, or should I just park it? Uh huh. And I, because it was, it, it's down to the metal. Uh huh. Wow. So um, I didn't hear no. <laughs> you didn't hear no. Okay. So I just kept going. Okay. Make sure your husband knows about this, though. I okay. Okay. Good. Uh, so, but, but imagine now, but imagine, imagine though, you had a flight to your f- best friend's wedding, and that happened. It'd be a lot, 
it would be a lot harder, right? I mean, actually, I, I don't know, Rabbi Levine's class, or Best Friend's Wedding, it's like, so, it, it actually won't be that much harder, but you'll be harder, right? Uh, so, you know, you know imagine, because, or, or, or you're on the way to very, very important, you just can't miss that meeting. It's so, you can't even imagine how important that meeting is, right? You're, you're, you're buying a house, you're, you're, you have a job interview for the company you've been waiting, and a flat tire happens. Not, it's a lot harder, to be honest. I mean, the, the, that's credit. The way you'll get to that point is that we did tonight, the same Baruch Hashem, right? That's, that, that is, yeah, uh, so, you know, so, but when you're in that situation, Hashem will really know. And why that's that important? Because the more we talk about Hashem, it's not just that we feel better. It actually affects who we are. It actually affects how Hashem deals with us. Prerequisite number three is... Person, person should trust. trust. What does that mean? What's the number three? That you should trust only in Hashem. Not in anybody else. Not in any one other thing. Doesn't mean you don't ask a doctor for advice. You ask, you can ask Andy for advice. You don't trust in Andy. Trust in Hashem. Right? Not this stock market. can trust in Mr. Hutt. You, you should have a trust relationship. You should have a trust relationship. But still, it's limited. You do. Good. I never had a Shalom bias question for you. I can see you do. Right? Baruch Hashem. Right? But we need our trust. No one, nothing, zero zilch is guaranteed but for Hashem. And therefore, we put our faith in our trust only in Hashem. No one else. Nothing, anything. Right? We have to deal with people. We have to deal with events. We live in this world. Nobody's saying to be reckless. And again, actually, we'll get to that later tonight. But number three is trust in Hashem. Faith in Hashem. Number four was, if you really want to be tough, and you got to try to do what Hashem wants. Right? You can't, you can't do one thing and say, oh God, I trust in you. Well, if you trust in God, why will you stealing? Right? If you trust in God, why are you, why are you transgressing this? Now, it doesn't mean there's no value to trust, even if you do something wrong. And as we mentioned, there's a much bigger difference, Right? You know, that martial, like, if, let's say, a human being, you trust in your uncle, and you ask your uncle for a favor. So, if you throw a tomato at your uncle's face, right, that, then you can't say, oh, I trust my uncle, I can't, my uncle help me. Well, you, you're, you're throwing your uncle, then you ask your uncle for a favor. If you, may, if you make a mistake, and you drop something by mistake, and it's clear it was a mistake, or you're trying your hardest, your uncle, if he really loves you, and he really cares about you, then he'll be forgiving. You know, obviously he'll expect you to pay for it, expect you to, to make amends, but when you throw an egg, you, you trash his car, you don't care, so then you ask for favors. So, Bitochon, one of the components of Bitochon is actually following what Hashem says. Right? It's kind of important. Right? Again, is if we're trying, if we're on the way, it's also very, very, very valuable. But if you want to get real... High levels of bitachon. It's it's it is connected to Torah observance. Today we're going to do number five. Number five is actually going to be for a little bit, but we'll start the concept today. Number five is as follows: that we have to do what's necessary to be successful. That's the the, the shorthand version. Now to the longhand version. Okay. Hakdama hakamishis is she is bar etzlo ki ashlamas hadvarim hamischadshim ba'olam hazeh. In order to be successful, successful, 
in this world, um, you need uh, two things. Echamehem, Yizeres Haboyre Yisala Vechavtsubitz Yasmel Kulhavaya. Hakarish Barko has to decree that you're going to have the potential to get anything, right? If on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, or I'm saying Rosh Hashanah slash Yom Kippur, it's not decreed that you're going to make any money, you ain't making a penny. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. What you do in this world, you're not making a penny. If you're not supposed to be healthy, you're not supposed to live, whatever you're supposed, your person's going to do, it ain't going to make a difference. Right? It's not, not going to matter. You need that decree to happen, which is why Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are so important. What? If we change the decree, maybe we were supposed to be sick and we pledged. So I, I touched on this earlier at, at some point, and that's as follows. So there are two, the decrees can come in a different way. It could be the decree on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur is black and white. Mm-hmm. But very often the decrees of Hashem are that if you do this during the year, this will happen. And if you do this during the year, this will happen. And therefore, whether you daven during the year makes a big difference. Whether you change yourself in the air makes a big difference. But you and I won't, will never know that. We won't know what happened to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But the point, which is why Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are so, so important. Like somebody told me they were going to go to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I told them, are you out of your mind? Are you a Meshuggah? I'm talking a religious Jew, like a very from Jew. Well, like two years ago, sometimes they leave a Shabbos Tshuva. It's like, you know, they're going to like somewhere without a minion. I said, on Shabbos Tshuva? You're going to leave on Shabbos Tshuva? You have a million things you want. Shabbat Shuvah, you're going to run away. This is, you know, this is the time. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the time and place. You know, Rosh Hashanah, you want to do the best you can. I, you know, I can speak to my wife, by the way, who doesn't step foot in her Yom Kippur, how to have a good Yom Kippur, not being in Shul. I think she's, you know, or, uh, or having a baby in Rosh Hashanah, like these type of things. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're davening all that. It means that you're doing what you can on Shonim Kippur. It's all important, right? All, all important. To, actually, now unfortunately she has to come on Yom Kippur. She's his curve. But it's all important. And therefore, what happens in Shonim Kippur will affect the rest of the year. Even if you can change it, it's a lot harder to change something than if it's more of a natural flow of events, right? So what you're, you want to be angled for Shalom Kippur the whole year. But of course, there are many things in the year you can change. Through davening, through tzedakah, through good deeds, through character development. Absolutely. And we'll never know that. Mm-hmm. So we have to do what we can. Life okay. and death decision too? Life, we say that in, in, in the whole Mosaf. Rosh Hashanah, we say, in the Sana yeah, Absolutely. Which means that it could have been decided Rosh Hashanah Kippur, life and death. And it also could be decided that it's up to what you do, Right? In an example, God forbid a person jumps off the Empire State Building or uh, the Eiffel Tower. Could you get to the top of the Eiffel Tower? Uh, could you go high, you get high. Yeah, yeah. Right? So does, the person does, uh, falls off the Eiffel Tower, not jumps off. That wasn't the Korean Hashem Kippur. The person chose to kill themselves, right? <laughs> you know? So there's certain things that we have the ability to, uh, to, to affect, but absolutely that the permutation of life and death are decided if there could be that this person will die unless 5,000 people die for them or 500 people give stucca or this person themselves die for themselves that could be all they need the only one who knows that is Hakarish Baruch when we are created 
because Hashem knows the day we will be born, the day we will die, and I think the person we will marry, you know, it isn't those things like... Permutations. Let me, let, so let me, I, I once gave, I, I, you remind me, I really, one of these days I'm going to do this, I, I gave it on a Shavuos night for the men. The class was, it was I did it from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. I wanted to keep them up. Um, uh, uh, do you marry your, uh, is, is it like a zivug or bashert? Do you marry your bashert? And I point out, if somebody gets intermarried, <laughs> that wasn't the creed. Right? You marry the wrong person, that wasn't the creed. There's no, so what does it mean you have someone you're supposed to marry, you have an age you're supposed to die? It means if you live according to a certain script, but you could change that. Right? You, you know, when a person becomes a balchuva, or a person goes off the derech, or the shol, Right, person becomes observant or leaves observant, but they change who they're supposed to marry. Right, so it's permutation. Do you know what permutation is? Yeah, yeah. Same What's French. same in French? Yeah, okay, so French have something going for them. Yeah. Uh, right, permutation. Usually, the complicated words are the same in French. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, it's Latin. Uh, or Latin, Latin interesting. Roots, yeah. Interesting. Uh huh. What do they call French fries in France? <laughs> no, they don't call it that way. Okay. Chips. That is not Israel. Okay, so the, the point here is the first thing a person has to know is for anything that we get. Which is why, why is this important, by the way? Because as we mentioned before, it never happens to us, it's what God will. There's nothing. Zero, zilch, fs, klum, right? That happens to our lives. That's not decreed up above. If we prick our finger, it's decreed up above. If we win the lottery, it's pricked up above. Right? If we get a flat tire, and when we get it, it's decreed up above. Now, how Hashem will base the creator on our actions very often. <laughs> how the creator on our actions, right? It, it could, you know, um, but it's the creator up above. So the first thing is everything is the creator up above. Um, we actually have to bring these things out. Sometimes they're immediate, sometimes they're more distant actions. Some are revealed, some are the starim. The kulam rats and lahashim ashenigzor have also. They are also. Um, so we got to do our part in bringing out God's decree. For example, what's, a, what's something that's, uh, we call proximate? Is that a word in French? Proximate cause? I have to ask Julie Lundner, Julie Lundner about, well, it's a legal term, which means it's directly connected to our action. It's, more, it's a legal term, right? So... Um, so some things are directly. So what's an example of that? Um, now, anyone go to wells today? You know, take a bucket and a well and get out the water. No one Not does that. Really. Not today. Turn the faucet today. But once upon a time, you you have to go to the well, start pulling the water. But 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 that's right. If you but through your action, you're getting the water out. Today we turn on the faucet. We live the, we live an easy life. Hey, um, so what's a hard thing? Uh, you tie the animal to uh, 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 some kind of device, and that device affects another device, and, and it thrashes the wheat, whatever it would be. So you, there's a few steps in between your action, your deed, and the reality of, of, of it. Um, uh, I sure between the animal, because you're getting this animal to do it, so there's, there's the animal, there's the human, there's the wheel, there's the devices, and if any of those things break down, you don't get your wheat thrashed, right? If there's anything, or, or your, your deed done, right? So in certain things, there 
are multiple things that need to happen in order for something to happen, right? And in order for something, like, like a very small example, a shidduch, you have to get dressed, someone has to meet you, someone has to know you. Like, there's a million, there's so many intermediaries between, it's not like, right, if you want to eat, you pick a fork and you put the food in your mouth. That's direct, right? Meeting a person who you get the job from, it could be lots of things turning around in order to accomplish getting the job, getting married, meeting the right doctor, getting the right business, right? Um... So, so everything that happens, it's not just from a person and another. It's There's two factors. It's God decrees that this could happen or should happen. And doing it. Getting out there and doing it. Everything comes from Hashem. Ve'im tiena. However, if you don't go ahead and do it, lo tigmar yisadavar min apula setfias al gezar avayak. So God can say, Adam Shana, you're gonna get married. Great. Now you don't go on dates. You don't go on. What's it called? Saw you at Sinai. Right. You decide not to get a haircut. You don't put on makeup if you're a girl. Right. I'm saying. Do your normal shtalas. You know, you don't do anything to get married. You're not getting married. You're, you're gonna be healthy. You don't exercise. <laughs> you don't eat healthy. You do nothing. Except if it's like what you said, why do you like? Like even if you do nothing, you can meet the person in shul or whatever or right. in the street or if right. Hashem decided. It, but it would have happens. to. Well, 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 it actually depends, right? There's certain things that like, we'll see in one second. There are certain things which are. White and black, but even that will sit. Let's, 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 let's give, give a moment to it. It's right. uh, good. When you see the need of to, to be involved in the Skalgo and to act, we see explicitly. For example, you want to eat. Okay, everyone, everyone ate dinner tonight? You ate dinner? Persian food? French food? You have dinner. Okay, you want macaroon, macaroon, cookies? No, okay. So most of us ate dinner tonight. Okay, eat, eat. If you eat dinner, you eat your bread, lunch. Okay, good. Um, so if you're gonna eat, right? Imagine the thing. Because you use them in front of Hamaychal Karol. The food's put in front of you. you know, my wife is great. I most days I come for breakfast. I sit down. The food's there. I'm like running the house, all of a sudden the food gets there. I, so that's actually her, her gift to me. Uh, so, she's pretty remarkable what's going on in my house, that actually happened. So, Eloise Galgo, but let's say she makes me a, a nice egg, seven grain bread. Did you get the seven grain bread yet? Yes. Next week. Okay. <coughs> seven grain bread from Pars, LA, fantastic. Really good, highly recommended. Right. Coffee, it's all there. My wife gave it to me, she's so kind. She actually knows how much sugar I like, how much milk. Beautiful. Now, if I sit there, that, this is great. Seven grain bread. Doesn't get better than that. Toasted. Now, to- seven grain bread has to be toasted. There's rules. <laughs> you didn't know this? 
You didn't know this? There's rules to say. You, unless it's literally off the baked immediately, then you have to toast it. Right? And you have the egg. You have the egg. It sounds, it sounds good, right? I have like a little garlic in there, garlic powder. And I, I personally don't take it the wrong way. I put ketchup in there. Everything that I wanted. I coffee. And now it's in front of me. I'm staring at it. Mmm. <laughs> I want. I, I want. The, I, I, it looks good. It's and my wife. She's not a kosher baruch but she definitely made it for me. My sinefesh to make it for me. If I sit there and I do nothing, it's not black and white. It's not going into my mouth. Trust me, I can sit there for a million years. It ain't going into my mouth, right? Not. It's not going into my mouth. Maybe actually, I take that back. It could go in my mouth. A shifra could take it. <laughs> so, so that would be if you're Reb Shimon Bar Yochai. It's not a joke. If you're if you're Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, shifra will come and say, right? But I'm not Reb Shimon Bar Yochai. And if shifra puts the egg anywhere, it's on my shirt and it's not in my mouth. So at the end of the day, I needed to do something like take a fork and a knife or. Don't tell on me. Pick it up with my hands. Sandwich, not the eggs, right? And hold it and bring it to my mouth. I, if I don't do that, it could be the biggest gift for my wife. Now it's my birthday. She made me chocolate cake, delicious. Part of the, the, the greens cakes are good, by the way. That chocolate babka, it's good. She gave me a nice piece of chocolate babka on top of it, and it's dripping with chocolate. Perfect. And it would only be fat free. It'd be even better, right? <laughs> Right? And I'm sitting there looking at it. It was a gift. So here's the thing. That's awful what Hashem gives us. If we don't do what we need to, we're not going to get it. And sometimes what we need to do is daven, and very often what we need to do is go out and do it. Right? Is go out and do it. You know, you go out and build it, do it, buy it, sell it, date, do whatever it needs to do, build the business. <laughs> it could be, it's all there. You know, we gotta go out and do it. Hashem can put that chocolate babka dripping. It could be great. Right? The eggs. Don't get excited. The seven grain bread toasted. It's all there. But if you don't take your fork and your knife and try to eat it, it could be there already for you. And you don't get it. That's what he says. You see in life. If you don't pay your fork and knife, well, you're not going to get satiated. You're not going to get it. You're not going to eat. You're not going to eat. You want water. You sit there. Mm-hmm. You don't know, make an effort to get the water. You know, to drink, nothing. You're not going to get the water. Certainly, if you don't, if you don't have a tzaddik, if a wife putting a None of you should have to take his wife, uh, right? But it's not like a husband. Putting the, the, the food in front of you, right? Not, you got to now do it. It's not there. But if you go out and work, you'll get it. You'll, 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 you'll make it. You'll bake it. Right? You'll take it. You have to go to Pars. You'll pick up the seven grade bread. Right? You got the eggs. You got the ketchup. Right? You got the, it's not there. You get, so you can, if you can get it, it's at the store. You sell Libra's garlic powder. Right? So it's, it's, so you can get, but you gotta make the effort. It could all there be for you. 
So that's the case where it's there. Certainly, we have to do sometimes in life, you need to do more hishtalis, more effort. Uh, by the way, I, uh, any profitable, successful business, I should, you know, 95 to 98% is blood, sweat, and toil. Besides a great idea. Blood, sweat, what? Toil. Right. I said tears. Just, tears. Just say oil. Uh, well, some businesses work with oil, um, but it's not. You can't. But you know what? You can. You, you know, I once saw a statistic with restaurants. It's like eighty percent close, f- flop, and you know you can put all the effort in. You know, in the first year, <laughs> like in the first year, it's like absolutely insane. You can put all the effort in. You have bracha, but if you don't put the effort, in, it's not happening. How was Pesach, by the way? Did you work at all? Or you sat there like this? No. <laughs> you prepared ahead of time, right? You have to plan out what to buy, what last year did people buy, what last year did people... Right? And you know what? If you didn't do that... No, it wasn't. What? If I didn't do that... You'd lose money. You'd buy too much of this, too little of this, you wouldn't have the store. That's how like you got to do it. And you know what? If you, That's how a person is. There's a million things like that. Uh, you know, certain things we know... Children, by the way, <laughs> you want to have good children. Yeah. If if you could only wind them up, it would be life would be so much easier. You know, like eh, eh, eh. And all of a sudden they go ahead. Oh, you sure, Ima? Sure, Abba? <laughs> you know, like you know, it's unbelievable. I, it, this 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 Baltimore thing. This lady slaps her kid around like she's a hero. I mean, don't get me wrong. Better slap. You know, she basically beat him up. Be, be, better. Be, she was right to do that over nothing, but. She gave him a... She, she would have knocked the guy out, which was good. He needed that. I mean, seeing her throwing rocks at police. But here's the thing. They, they, this is how sick our society is. Such a sick society to live in. Like, they praise her. Like, this is some kind of chiddush. Like, this novel idea that a mother takes care of her kids. Like, mom of the year. Like, what kind of craziness is this? This is the mom of the year? I give her more credit than some of those other mothers over there who do nothing. Zero zilch. And by the way... If you, uh, I, 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 if you ask me why I think Baltimore happens, number one reason is dysfunctional families. Uh, you know, dysfunctional families. Kids growing up without fathers, without, with mothers on drugs. I mean, you, yeah, that's what most of the lives is happening. There, there may be other societal problems, but the reason that that's going on is because there is no care of families. Right? You're talking about a city with a black mayor and a black police commissioner with 25% of the police force African American, and it you know, and it could be they even made a mistake, but the, the, everything else, it's easy to blame things. It's much harder to raise kids, much harder to build a family. You know, like, so that's a side point, but it's it's you know just news these days. So the point is, you think you to raise kids, you can daven by the way for a million years, it will help, but you gotta tell your kids put the toilet seat down, say please, thank you. Don't sock your brother. Right? Hey, got time to dive in. Again, by the way, with children today, it's not like hardcore if you know how to do it. When, what, this. And then come teenagers, even more so. But the point is, it's, you gotta do it. You can't just sit there, be an imaginary parent. 
doesn't, that doesn't work. You got it for time and effort. And by the way, I think it's poshet today that you need parenting classes. Who doesn't need that? Or read a book. Or here, what's the latest? It's a di- you know, that's what a person needs today. By the way, that that's an illustration if you if you happily talk on because if you think it's all up to you, I know what to be parent. That means that you know what's best. Like anything in life, you gotta be. Just, I, 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 if I was getting a mortgage or a house, I would speak to people. I wouldn't just do it for the first time myself. You know, if I if I was doing anything serious, that I, that I you know, in fact, other people did is irrelevant. You know, obviously it helps if you come up in a beautiful family. You saw good parenting with your own parents. But even then, I mean, different kids, different shirks for different folks, different, it's a different time. You know, you gotta really put time and effort and thought and practice and speak to people. What do you do about your kids? What do you do? Does this work? Does this not work? You know, the fact that everyone else is doing it is irrelevant. You know, my daughter wants an iPhone. I am not getting her. Ever listen to this? Right? She is not getting it. I don't care if there's a filter in it or not. You know, uh, you know, because I think it's terrible. Um, my wife is even more strong about it than I do. You, know, you can't. Now, will she eventually get it? Maybe. But at this age, she's not touching it. Right? Um, but you know what? It's not so easy. There are a lot of kids who do have it. You know, you have to. It, you have to be able to. And by the way, for certain kids, it may be the right thing. You have to actually know what the situation is, what the fight, where the, the point of tension needs to be. But here's the, it takes time and effort and energy. It doesn't just happen. You think you? It's again. Go back to that 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 that, that beautiful sandwich, that seven grain bread, right? Breakfast. I'll give you an easy example. By the way, play at breakfast. I, just sitting there, it's for you, with your name on it. I, my wife puts it custom She puts it by my seat even. I, perfect. I should like say thank you tomorrow morning. Much nicer. I was thinking how much she does. Wow. Um, I just say thank you, but I'm just uh, right. But if I don't pick my fork, my knife, it's not happening. And Hashem can tell you, you're gonna have great children. This is what you gotta do. You gotta dive in every day. You gotta put time. You gotta effort. You gotta read books. You gotta, you, every, you know. Shabbat uh, shalom. You have to have a great job. You're gonna make a million dollars on Pesach. He didn't tell you that. Not yet. A few years. When you, when you buy, when you buy Safeway here, uh, right? You know. But you know what? If you sit back and you wait for the month to fall, like this, it ain't happening. And you, you know, somebody wants to get married. They gotta learn proper etiquette. They gotta, you know, they gotta know where to date. I remember when I was uh, a bocher in the Mir Shiva, I was very from. You know, you know, from is it's a French word, <laughs> Sephardic. Uh, it's very from. So I remember I was dating a girl, not my wife. Don't she should not be listening to this. Uh, and I, I went to a hotel in a very religious neighborhood, and it was great. Dating the girl, so I wanted to date her again. So I, I was speaking to, I had a chavrusa who was one of the, the teachers in the Mir Shiva. So I was speaking to him, and he, would learn, he was learning somebody else at that time, studying with somebody else. So I said, why should I just go back to the same hotel every time I'm dating this girl? I'll take her to the same place every time. So these hotels, there's all kinds of promiscuity and frivolousness going on. This hotel was quiet. It was nice. Why should I just go to the same hotel every time? This was a 23-year-old speaking at the time. So his chavrusa is now a big teacher of Torah. Shalom, son! Actually, there's a concept that the Talmud says 
you know, I wasn't going to the beach, but the choice wasn't this hotel or a beach. It was, it was obviously, it was a, it was a from Cheshman. If it was actually forbidden, I would go to that hotel every time. So the jumps because that's not how you date. Pretty much what he said. You don't go take the girl the same time, same place every, every time. Right? That's not normal. Right? right? That's just not a normal thing to do. Right? That's not considered normal hishtalus. You don't go to the same place. Now, if, you, if you're dating in San Jose, and you go to Jerusalem Grill every time, so nobody expects anything different. Right? But if you're in Los Angeles, and you take a girl out 15 times to the same restaurant, she's going to think you're weird. Right? And she'll be sick. What? Even four. Even four times. Right? Um, and, and you know what? If she dumps you, you know why? Because you didn't do what was right. You didn't do the normal course of events. Right? You gotta be on top of things. So a person has to do proper hashtags. Yeah. So that's a fantastic question. Uh, I don't think there's one answer. Sometimes um, it, it was meant to be a learning experience for the future. Sometimes, you know, you learn from the past for the future opportunities. Sometimes you, it, the person could have had the ability and then cho- chose not to work on that or ask that, you know. Uh, the men Sunday morning, we were actually learning about wisdom. I was about taking advice. Right? It could have been if this person would have asked advice, they would have been able to do so much better. I mean, there's a million things that could happen. Right? But guess, guess what? Any real gift <coughs> that's supposed to be, which is real, that a person has a skill set, they may have to bring it out. They may have to take the, the risk, take the chance, but it's there to be taken. Right? I, 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 you know, one of my motifs in my drushes, not recently, but over the years, has been that not to sell a person short. Right? Very often... We have very um, small views of ourselves, whether it's on success in the, in, the, in the secular world, whether it's to be completely righteous, whether it's to be completely giving. Like We imagine we can't do things, and that's very often a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, I must have spoken about the past several years 20 times, because it's such a detriment. So you could have had that opportunity, but because you didn't believe in yourself, you squander it, right? And you, or you didn't take do what's necessary to do it. Sometimes something looks like a gift and you're just not ready for it. <laughs> and the point there is learn the lesson for the future so you take the next opportunity and you're ready for that. Okay? There's a million things. I mean, it's, it's, it, it could be multiple things. Right? But a real gift is when you can actually handle it. You have the ability. Whether you choose to take it or not, you have free will. That's this world. It's the same same continent of anything else. Sometimes you need to prepare yourself for a gift. Actually, Rav Dessler, Rav Dessler, who Mikhail talks about a kli, 
that if you want to get something, you need to make yourself a receptacle for it. Right? You need to make yourself a receptacle for the gift. The more, you know, the person wants to, uh, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, I know somebody who today is not observant, and they want to marry an observant girl. The boy, a boy, is not so from Amachad. Boy is off the, the beaten track, but he really wants to be on the beaten track, and he wants to marry a from girl. He's not marrying a from girl. <laughs> you know how you marry a from girl, a religious girl? You become religious. This person has the ability to become religious. So it could be right now, at his age, there's a girl waiting for him. And she'll change his life for the better. She'll be loyal to him, which no secular girl will be. I'm not saying no, meaning, you know, not the way this, right? She'll, she'll make his life better, she'll improve it. He, this person's living a, a, a wretched life, in my opinion, anyways, right now. You know, but he's not allowing himself to get there. Whose fault is that? It's his fault, right? He's not. He wants to marry this observant girl. It's really what he wants. It's, 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 when you talk to him, he wants to marry a from girl. But he's not doing what's necessary to do it. So he can't even get the gift. It's not there. It's not. He's not even a vessel to receive it. There are brilliant people who need to be get an education. Brilliant, and they're not going to get the success unless they get the, they they can choose to push themselves to get educated, and then they can get different types of, uh, of gifts. Right? Um, you know, the, we'll get to it later about how to pick a job, and sometimes it, there's a crossroads in life, and there's decisions that need to be making. Sometimes you can go back, and sometimes you just can't go back. Right? Just, you've taken a path, and you got to make the best of that path. Um, but the gift is is to, to utilize it what you can. If you were not prepared to prepare for next things, you never know when it comes again. So then it means that when Hashem gives us a gift and uh, He obviously knows that we're not ready to like to accept it, that's probably for a future. Like, to but you don't know that, and I don't know. It could be the gift you had, you were ready, you just didn't step up to the um, plate. God, like, there's certain gifts so God will say, you know what, you had it, but it was never supposed to be. It was supposed to teach you for the future. And certain gifts, the person, God can say to the person, you know what, let me show you what your life could have been had you taken this gift. And you could have had it. It was yours. That, was that, that book, that, that, the movie The Train Door? How he jumped on the train? The revolving door. The whole life could be different. You know, had you taken the gift. We don't know that. The good thing is, is that at any point, you know, Rabbi Kiva, I always, I said this in my history class. Did you listen to my history series? How long have you been here for? A year plus. It's online. <laughs> Are you joking? I gave it. It's online. Yeah, yeah. 40 hours. Okay. So when I spoke about Rabbi Akiva, I, I talked about Rabbi Akiva was the person. Part of Rabbi Akiva was the, was the essence of Rabbi Akiva was that you're never locked in life. Right? The whole message of Rabbi Akiva, and that's what Rabbi Akiva is the person who brings out Torah there's nothing that's locked in. So even if a person makes poor decisions, you could certainly, people in this room have their whole lives ahead of them, could do wonderful, wonderful things. It could be, you know, but we have to want to do that, right? A lot of it, it's a desire to, to do that. So there could be gifts that a person squandered along the way, but we worry we about the future, not the past. Yeah, and to, to learn from the past. Yeah? What about the, they say, 
God gives us, according to our decisions, what's best. If we smoke, he'll make the best decision based on the fact that we smoke, God forbid. If, if, if a person, uh, you all ladies, I'm not joking right here, if a girl walks around half naked, terrible sin, terrible sin, and uh, you'll be, the, based on your decision, that's what's going to be, right? If you, you know, and if a person uh, is steals, <laughs> and if a person davens, we like this, with a lot of kavana, you'll make a decision based on that. If a person davens, decision based on that. Everything, God will always give us exactly what's best based on our decisions. But we create, the, 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 we're the impetus. It, it, it goes like a shadow over here. Right, we choose this. God says this is your best under the circumstances. Right, you know, I, I've said this and I'll say it again. You know, I always say to young men and women, this is the most crucial point in your life because who you marry will affect your rest of your life. <laughs> it will. God will give you at the point of marriage who you marry will be will be will be for you. Right, you know, you're twenty whatever years old. You're trying to get married. You know, your husband thanked you. Everybody the rest. Right, you know, because that will affect the rest of your life. It will change your, not only for your children, well, and your grandchildren, and your great grandchildren, and your great 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 children, right? It will affect your eternity, <laughs> right? It will affect your eternity. So, take advantage of that point, because there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a reality to your decision. So, you are at this level of observance, you're at this level of, it's gonna affect you, right? I deal with people all the time, you know, I had lunch today, I had lunch today with an individual, Goes to call a met. Well, I'll be able to just hammer home one problem. It's married to a, a conservative convert. I mean, like I'm stuck. You know, like basically, they'll like the guy be religious to get divorced or try to change his wife. Right? It's not so easy. Right? There are things which so his best is meeting an Orthodox rabbi. Not me. Any Orthodox rabbi. It's great for him to meet that. Thinking about God. Thinking about life. But, but, but you know what? But it, he, his decisions there have been made. Right, so a lot of things could be changed. You know, I many years ago studied with a person every day. I was in Philadelphia with a guy who, in his late forties, decided to be observant. Uh, his wife was completely disinterested. Completely, I can't even tell you the issues that came up in that family. Today, hard work, willpower. His wife is completely observant. He is an instrumental figure in. The community there helped build the kolo and the mikvah. And I mean, he came in. He was a in construction. He used all his talents tremendously. I would love to have him move here. Love. <laughs> Trust me, I would be like, I would put him to work. Ah, uh, he's he's huge. I mean, the guy, you know, is a construction guy. He runs his projects. You know, like unbelievable. He, he learns half a day. Works some contracting on the side. I mean, the man. But if you would have looked at his four days, you would have said like. You know, what could he do? He's married to somebody like this, and that, you know. He didn't believe he was stuck. So a lot of the reality is, you know, you can you can get out of it. And other things based on decisions. Every God will always give us the best base that we we choose, right? But we choose, right? You, you scream at somebody, it'll be the best when you scream at somebody. You make a poor decision, right? Um, you know, one of the things, or someone could send an email, right? Poor decision, right? Makes a difference. I, I always, by the way, here's on these emails or this, you know, people send it, you just can't get it back sometimes. And there are realities. So somebody, 
uh, could do something, and there's something to it, right? So again, even when, even after Hashem gives best, it's important to us to know is that the more we believe in mitachon and we believe that with Hashem's help we can change ourselves, change our reality, the more we we, we will do it. Um, but we have to actually do it. That's what we're talking about right now. Hashem is actually practically doing it. The Yisrael Gilgam is that the Kash. Oh my goodness, wait. Amy Stark, the Kash. Talk no. The Yisrael said, "Oh, so we have to go." What's that? It's about food. So to go out and get it and make it. And imagine now you can't even go and get it, right? Does anyone ever? Does anyone ever make coffee here? You make coffee. You get the you get the coffee beans from Colombia. And you, no, 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 you go to the store. You're instant. Instant. Your husband has brewed coffee every morning. He makes, he gets the Keurig over here. He makes the real, he doesn't make you real coffee. You take the taster's choice, the simple stuff. I used to make. Uh huh. I used to have instant, and then I got, and then I had seven kids, and I don't sleep, so now I need the real kid. Now I need brood. Yeah, I need real caffeine. Uh, uh, but the point is, is that we have, you know, to get the coffee, you need to have money. In that case, not a lot of money. You want to buy a house, you certainly have to have money, especially in this part of the world, right? Um, doesn't fall off trees. Doesn't, you know, and if you want to get it, you have to make a competitive bid, right? You got to get a mortgage. But yeah, no, you got all kinds of stuff. You got to research. You got to go on Zillow. You know, um, actually, the housing market here is a good example. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know, if you're a rabbi, you get to get, I've had people see some of their mortgages and buying houses. I don't know. I'm a rubber or something like this, but you know, I, if I can help a person, I try to help. Yeah, but I've told many people, if you want to get a house, don't wait. <laughs> you snooze and lose, right? It's not sitting there. Nothing in the mayor. It's not, if you're not bidding on it, somebody else is, right? It's not, it's going to go, right? That's in today. I mean, if you're in 2008, right? Mm-hmm. 2009, then the, the reality of the world was different, okay? So if you're in the reality of the world that there are more bidders, then houses, more buyers and homes, you better not wait a moment, start acting on it, on it, because it will, it will go. That's the normal thing. So, to get to that point, you have to make money, you gotta have your mortgage ready, you gotta have your research, you gotta know what you want, you gotta do a lot of things. That, so, you will not, it's the best way, the average person will not buy a house in Silicon Valley unless they're aggressive, they have money, they have a mortgage, they know what they want, they're ready to do it. You can sit there, even with money in the bank, and imagine that you're going to buy a house. It's not happening. <laughs> and this is not going to happen. Right? I mean, it's an easy example. Right? You guys, so that takes even more effort. Because you can't just go walk in there and buy a house. You've got to have the money ready, you've got to have this ready. you got to have, all, you have a broker. I mean, if you're smart, you've got to do a lot of preparation. It's all part of how you buy a house. God could have said on, on Rosh Hashanah, right? you're supposed to have this house. But you ain't gonna get it unless you do this separate. Just like on Pesach, Pars is gonna make do wonderful if you sit back and say, "Great, I'll wake up every Pesach and I'll put a Pesach sign up and life is good." It doesn't work that way. Right? We are, we're obligated to go out there and do. What's that? We'll see. Of course, there are certain levels where we can mimic, we can lessen what we do. But as a general rule, we have to get out and apply ourselves. Um, to rent things and buy things and go out and uh, do it. Next week, next week, coming attractions, we will discuss why. 
the author will discuss, why did Hashem create a world where it all comes from Hashem? Literally, as we have been learning, every single thing is geyser from Hashem. Nothing in this world, zero zilch efes klum, comes but from Hashem. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu obligates us to go out and make the effort. Why is that the case? Right? What makes it, and why is that important, that we have to actually go out and hustle and bustle to spend all the whole time knowing that without Hashem's help, we get nothing in this world. Without Hashem's help, it doesn't occur in this world. That's what we'll pick up next week. Okay, thank you very much.